Month Marathoners, welcome back to another bump day. I'm Kayla Geddes and I'm your host. Launch day was successful last week and I owe that to you. Thanks again for your support and for giving me this chance to bring you inspiring and interesting stories from amazing women. I loved listening to this podcast while I was pregnant with my baby and I hope it's as helpful and fun for you during your own nine month marathon. On today's show, I talk with Renee Maynard, who you probably know from season 18 of The Bachelor. Juan Pablo was The Bachelor that season, in case that helps ring a bell. She was one of my favorite contestants, and I was so excited when she agreed to be on the show. Renee lives in Seattle, Washington with her husband and two sons, and she's also the co-founder of Jaxby Jewelry, an online boutique with a beachy, bohemian vibe. Renee shares her story of her latest pregnancy, which was more than 10 years after her first pregnancy. She also talks about how pregnancy was different this time around and what actually made it easier and more enjoyable for her. She also goes into her breastfeeding experience, which wasn't as smooth as she hoped, and I'm sure many listeners will relate to that. I've posted links to the things we discuss on this episode over on the show notes page, which is PregnancyPerfect.com slash Renee Maynard. Renee, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to chat and get to know you a little bit better tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This will be so fun. I've already told the audience a little bit about you, but can you just take a minute and tell us a few more details about you, such as your age and where you're from and about your family? Sure. Uh, My name is Renee Maynard, and I'm 34 years old. I live in Seattle, Washington. And uh, I'm married to my husband, Bracey, and I've got a seven-month-old little man, Jax, and a 10-year-old little guy, and his name is Ben. Okay, awesome. Since we here at Pregnancy Perfect like to refer to the pregnancy journey as our nine-month marathon, we're going to keep along with that running theme and open up with a pre-run stretch of quick, fun questions to warm us up and get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? Oh my gosh. I didn't eat breakfast. Really? I had coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be a recurring theme. And I'm wondering if I'm like the only breakfast person around. No, I mean, like I honestly, I love breakfast. Although, um, you know, this week, (laughs) this week, last week, and actually the following coming week, um, it's a tough one. We've got early camps and, you know, Jax has been sleeping in too, which means oh, I'm sleeping in. Yeah. And then we just, we really just don't have time in the morning to like whip up a big fancy breakfast. So yeah, coffee it is. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> what app on your phone can you not live without? Instagram. I love it. You love it. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first job as a teenager? Oh my gosh. My first job as a teenager, I worked at this um, music store called Specs, and um, I can't think of the movie right now, but I just thought I was so cool. I'm like, you know, I've got a really hit job at a really cool music store and uh, I'll never forget it. I worked with a guy named Kimo and I thought it was the coolest chick ever. (laughs) I can't think of the name of the movie though. Do you know what I'm talking about? Empire, Empire Records. Oh, no. Did you, did you ever see that? No, I didn't. Amazing movie. And that was like my life. <laughs> cool. Well, it sounds fun. I probably would have felt the same way. <laughs> what is your favorite product that you sell in your shop? Um, so my my little online boutique is called Jaxby Jewelry. And the 
one piece of jewelry that I wear all the time is a little bracelet called Zoe, and I love it. It's like super cute. It's turquoise. I'm slightly obsessed. I love turquoise. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Okay, so you mentioned earlier you have two kids. Which of your pregnancies are we going to talk about today? Uh, let's talk about the most recent one. Okay. That one I've got fresh on my mind. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. How old were you when you found out you were pregnant with Jax? I was 33. And um, yeah, 33. And I felt I felt 33. <laughs> <laughs> you, it was definitely different from your first one. Yes, because my first I was 21. So okay. big, big difference. Yeah. yeah. Was this one a pleasant surprise or a planned pregnancy? Oh, no, this one was planned. This one was thoroughly, thoroughly planned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which method did you use? Rhythm method, IVF? Um, we use the um, rhythm method. And we also, we use like the um, ovulation sticks, which worked great. Really? So For us. What, can you tell me more about those? I don't. I don't yeah. I never use so those. basically, yeah. So basically, you just um, you pee on the stick, okay. <laughs> and it either gives you a sad face or a happy face. And my husband always tells this story. It's slightly embarrassing, but like I'd pee on the stick, and I would text him, "Come home now, like it's <laughs> it's go time." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it'll, it basically tells you when you're fertile. Yes. Okay, got it. How did you tell your husband you were pregnant? Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, we had been trying, we actually, we tried for a couple of months and uh, we're fortunate to only have to try for a couple of months, but, um, my husband was traveling for work and I knew that I was pregnant. I had peed on the stick and it was a big plus sign and I was super excited. And he kept bugging me from overseas. He's like, so are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Like, did it happen? And I said, no, I don't think so. Like, I'm just not feeling it. You know, I know my body and I just don't think it's happening because I really wanted to surprise him when he got home. And I didn't want to tell him over the phone, you know, because I wanted to see his, his, I wanted to see his face. And so I picked him up at the airport and my husband speaks a couple of different languages fluently. So I wrote, I'm pregnant in all these different languages, except for the languages that he speaks. And he was reading it. He's like, what in the world? What are you saying? And so then I gave him this box to open where there I had like baby Ruth bars and I had like little mini baby, like travel size, um, you know, like Johnson and Johnson shampoo, like little mini, you know, samples of things in a box. And then I had my pregnancy test in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I bet he loved fun. that. <laughs> oh, he did. It was fun. <laughs> how did you share the news with the world? Um, how did we tell everybody? Um, oh my gosh. I actually, you know what I think it was? I think, um, people, oh no. Yeah. It was people magazine. They did a little interview. We let them know. And so that's kind of how the whole world found out. Oh, cool. Okay. You know what? That doesn't happen every day, <laughs> getting interviewed by people. That does not happen every day. But, it, you know, people, they are huge. You know, they, they love The Bachelor, too, and their uh -huh. readers love The Bachelor. So that's the only reason why they kind of yeah. picked that up. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. If you can describe your first trimester in three words, what would they be and why? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so it would be... <laughs> this is so bad. It would be baloney, 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 because I... As soon as I found out I was pregnant, that's all I wanted was baloney. Really? 
Like that was it. Like I felt great. There was no morning sickness. I was totally lucky and fortunate to like feel amazing, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't, I couldn't stop eating bologna. I've never heard of that craving disgusting. before. It's disgusting. <laughs> and I couldn't, I mean, I honestly like couldn't even eat it now mm-hmm. because all that I wanted. Oh my gosh. That's, that is funny. <laughs> Speaking of the first trimester, you you didn't have a lot of symptoms or did you have other symptoms besides wanting bologna uh, all the time? <laughs> I, well, the only, honestly, like the only pregnancy symptom that I had with this pregnancy, um, and this is totally gross and possibly TMI, but I was insanely constipated and like, I know a lot of it's from like the prenatal vitamins that you take yeah. and- Cause I was downing water. Like it was my job, you know, I stayed on, I definitely stayed on top of that. Uh-huh. Um, but it was just, it's just a pregnancy thing, yeah. I guess. So, you know, I did actually have a girlfriend who, um, suggested, you know, to drink uh, hot water and lemon because I was drinking prune juice with a straw and holding my nose and it just, oh. that wasn't helping. So yeah. I ended up, you know, my girlfriend told me, try hot water and lemon. And that did the trick every time. Really? Yes. That's awesome. If anyone listening has that issue, try some hot water and lemon and it will be your life-saving cure. Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely make note of that in the show notes too. So people don't forget. That's an awesome tip. (laughs) Did you and your husband decide to find out the gender of the baby? Oh, of course. We definitely had to find out. Um, We went to one of those little gender boutiques because we were planning a family trip to Florida and the doctor's appointment to find out the gender was when we got home. And we really wanted to tell all of our friends and family when we traveled down to Florida um, what we were having. So we went to this boutique and we, you know, we got the approval from my doctor and she said, it's totally fine. Like, go ahead. And, um, so we found out and I totally thought that we were having a girl. Like I, I, I knew I was having a girl. And then the, uh, you know, she said, no, you're having a boy. That is so interesting. Yeah. And then when we went down to Florida, we actually threw a big party and we did a little gender reveal party at our like post wedding reception. Cause my husband and I eloped. um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So our family and friends, they weren't there. So we did a big uh, party down in Florida where we gave everybody blue like confetti poppers, mm-hmm. but nobody knew they were blue. But um, it was kind of like it felt like New Year's. It was so cool. You know, we did a big countdown, and um, you know, it was like three, two, one, and then everybody pulled the confetti poppers, and it was blue confetti. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, it was. It was a really cool way to you know announce the gender. Yeah, I love that. How did you share the news with? Um, everyone else. Well, okay. So then, okay. <laughs> I kind of sound snobby, but People Magazine put that in there too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Not snobby. But you know what? We had an amazing photographer at our event. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, all of our really close friends and family members were there. So everyone that was important to us found out that same moment, you right. know? Yeah. Um, and then like the whole world found out because they, um, you know, they did like a fun little interview and it was really cute and sweet. And they put some really amazing pictures in there Cool. um, that our photographer captured. Yeah, it was very cool. That is cool. 
So choosing how we care for ourselves and our babies are very personal decisions we make as mothers. How did you go about choosing a healthcare provider for yourself during your pregnancy? Um, okay. So it was actually really difficult for me because we kind of just moved here and we didn't know where to go. Um, you know, had I still been in Florida, I would have known exactly who I was going to have deliver my baby. And same with if I still lived in Massachusetts. So being new to this area, it was definitely, um, tricky. So I asked around, I asked a lot of people and I kept getting the same answer. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to go to this office. I'm definitely going to go to this doctor. Well, she was wonderful. She was amazing. And then the funny thing is, is my third or fourth appointment, she said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm pregnant too. And I'm due like the same time. So oh my gosh. I, I can't actually like take on <clears throat> you as a patient. Oh no. So um, she recommended someone else and it was such, you know, I'm so glad. So I ended up seeing um, Dr. Bernal Schmidt and she was the most incredible doctor. It was just the perfect fit. You know, like when you meet your physician, um, it's either it's there or it's not. You're either yeah. comfortable or you're not. Well, I felt like I've known this woman for like, Ever. And, um, I knew immediately, like she totally understood my thoughts and like where I was at and what I wanted in the end. And she was totally, you know, gung ho. She's like, I fully support everything that you want and let's do this. And so it all worked out in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really great. So pregnancy comes with a growing <clears throat> baby and belly, which means our usual wardrobes are basically unusable with the exception of maybe just yoga pants. In regards <laughs> to maternity clothes, what were your struggles? Um, you know, I, I tried to wear my workout pants, just my regular everyday workout pants, and that just didn't work. I also tried the rubber band trick, and I don't know about you or anyone else, but that just did not work for me. Really? You know? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like hair elastic around your the buttons. Yeah, no, that did not work. So <laughs> I ended up, I stumbled upon, like I actually had asked around a lot of people, and I really didn't know what to get. And um, like I went to Gap, I went to um, Old Navy, and I just couldn't find anything. And so I I went onto this website called ASOS. I don't know if you've ever heard of ASOS. Yeah. They sell maternity clothes. I had no idea. And I got my entire wardrobe throughout my pregnancy at ASOS. And I'm so glad. Like, I will still wear the pants and the shirts and the jeans and the dresses because you can, like, it's maternity, but it's not really maternity. Uh You know what I mean? Like, it's not ugly. Like, you could totally wear it again. It'll be a little baggy, Mm -hmm. but, you know. But that's in style right now, so... It works, yeah. right? No, the cutest clothes I've ever, ever worn in my life. And yeah, that's, for, yeah, I, I really, really liked ASOS. Cool. And I mean, they're pretty affordable too, right? At least from what I've seen. I have never gotten anything from there, but the times I've gotten on, it looks like it's fairly reasonably, reasonably priced. Oh, for sure. It's not like Nordstrom at all. Like Nordstrom, yeah. I looked at a couple of things there. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to spend $200 on maternity jeans. This yeah. is not an option. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only reason why I shopped at ASOS. The pricing was was perfect. That's awesome. Did you have any favorite pieces that you got? Their jeans were amazing. Like they didn't even look like maternity jeans. They did have that little band, you know, but that's, okay. it's actually, it is kind of comfortable, but then it, you know, 
it actually had a waist to the jean, like, you know, the belt loop and the button. And oh, wow. it had all of that. So it kind of looked like you were wearing a black, black leotard or something, like <laughs> under. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, their jeans were great. And it's the ASOS brand. Like, okay. they were the best maternity jeans. And I tried others on in other places. And no, so uncomfortable. I was a huge fan of their jeans. So did it have the band, like the really tall band? Because I tried on a couple that had the really tall band that like went all the way up and over my belly or some just had the small band that went under. Well, so I got one that had the short band and I returned them. I wasn't a fan. I didn't like those. And they were, they were pretty uncomfortable for me. The, the tall, the high-waisted band, it felt really good. And they actually made it in a color that's like nude. Oh, so you could wear like a white shirt. Yeah. And it wouldn't show under your shirt. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Cool. What were your eating habits during your pregnancy? Um, you know, I like I ate healthy before I was pregnant. I definitely continued that trend. Um, I did eat a lot of hard boiled eggs, which normally I don't. I and I, I mean, I know it's like kind of cliche, but I ate a ton of pickles. Which <laughs> I mean, I feel like every pregnant girl says they, you know, they eat pickles, uh-huh. but. I was slightly obsessed, avocados, and then, like I said, I ate a lot of bologna. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the very, very, very end of my pregnancy, like, I craved a lot of s- salt. And um, at the very <laughs> end of my pregnancy, I caved and I totally got McDonald's. I wanted <laughs> I wanted a cheeseburger so bad. And I just, you know, at the end, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. just going to get one. And that's going to be the end of it. But, you know, for the most part, I just, I ate what I normally would have eaten. You know, I definitely eliminated the soft cheeses. And um, obviously, I didn't have any alcohol at all. I know some doctors say, like, oh, you can have a glass of wine here or there. I don't even mess around with that. I just didn't do anything like that. But, um, you know, I I really didn't change my diet too much. I I ate healthy then. I, you know, I still eat healthy now. And um, minus the bologna and the McDonald's. (laughs) Besides the bologna, did you have any any other crazy food cravings? Um, I really wouldn't say I had any crazy food cravings. No. I mean, like, just, you know, I really typically wouldn't eat 12 hard-boiled eggs in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened. And wow. uh, 12? Oh, I, I ate them like there's no tomorrow. Oh, and my there gosh. Were where I rolled them in salt. Like, I just, I wanted so much salt. Wow. I know. It was very... Yeah. So it wasn't even just the protein. It was like, it really was just the salt that you wanted. It was the salt. And I think okay. that's why I really wanted those pickles too. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. um, yeah. That was the one thing I, I didn't ever create chocolate or sweets. Never, ever, ever did I want anything like that. I just wanted salt. Wow. That's crazy. I wish that was the case for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, my rings didn't fit, you know, you ate the salt and then you like, yeah, that's true. Like, one sec. It's uh-huh. like, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not like a sugary, do you not crave sugary stuff normally? I normally do. I love, you know, I lived, I lived right down the street from a TCBY yogurt. Like Uh I love TCBY ice cream and I didn't crave that not once when I was pregnant. That's great. I'm sure people will be jealous of that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Did you exercise while you were pregnant? I did every single day. I either, um, where we live, um, is very hilly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would either, I would walk or slow, slow, slow jog. Um, and we have a big dog. So I, you know, I, that was kind of my excuse of getting out every single morning and afternoon. Um, but I did, I walked a lot. I did a lot of hiking, you know, on the weekends, my husband 
and I and, you know, Ben, we would go out and we would do, you know, hikes ranging from like four to seven miles. And, um, you know, we took our time, obviously. And I, I tried to like keep my heart rate kind of, you know, keep it down a bit, but we did a lot of hiking. We stayed outdoors a lot, which to be completely honest with you, like that, I think made my pregnancy so much better. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I stayed in shape and I stayed on top of it. And I felt so much better. I didn't take a day to just like sit down and, and, you know, like I just didn't let myself get lazy. And for me, if I do that, it's, it's very easy for me to do that. And I don't feel good when I do that. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was much happier, like making sure I stayed super active and we also had a gym where we lived. So I hit the treadmill and did just like an incline walk, kept it slow, but did a lot of stuff like that every day and up until I delivered. Really? Yeah. Did, was it, did it ever get uncomfortable for you? I like your pelvis or your hips or anything. Um, you know, it's funny. I do remember at the very, very end, I think it was like maybe the last three, three or four weeks. Um, it, I would walk on the treadmill and I would get a little pain in the very same spot, lower left of like my abdomen. Mm -hmm. And I could never figure out what it was. I brought it up to my doctor. She's like, well, you know, nothing comes from it, then you're fine. But, um, it was just like this teeny little cramp. And I, don't know what it was and nothing, you know, nothing ever came from it. So I guess it was no big deal. I I, I mean, I was thinking maybe I was pushing it a little too much. Um, I highly like don't recommend that, but, um, I definitely, you know, like just staying, just staying slightly active or at least getting out and walking every day, getting some fresh air. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think that that made me feel so much better. Yeah, I agree. So like how far would you go? Um, just you said like four to seven miles on the weekend when you guys would hike, but like on just a regular day, how, how far would you usually walk or how long would you go? I would definitely do a couple of miles. I would walk, I would just walk for maybe 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. If I brought the right girlfriend along with me that day and we got a good conversation going, you know, we could just walk forever. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was key too. just like having that companion to be out and walking with. Like, it's just, it's so good. So yeah. good for you. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Oh yeah. Did you have a pregnancy scare or anything unexpected happen to you? Um, well, you know, I did that whole membrane sweep at the very end. It wasn't necessarily a scare. I didn't have any scares. I was really, really lucky and fortunate. I had zero problems with this pregnancy. Um, but I guess the only thing that happened that was kind of like, whoa, was um, that membrane sweep that they can do towards the end. It actually worked. I mean, I, f- I feel like everyone you talk to, um, you you know, everyone's had that done. They're like, yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I was late or, you know, yeah, I did it two weeks and then had the baby two weeks later. So, um, but no, it worked. Like I went into labor, um, within six hours. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So I thought that was very interesting considering everyone that I had talked to about it. They're like, yeah, it, it hurts really bad and it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I was actually considering not doing it. But um, I'm glad that I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. It didn't work for me either. <laughs> it did not work for you. See, I no. don't know anyone that it worked for. And I went four days early because we, I'm oh. pretty sure it's because we did that. Wow, that's crazy. Pregnancy has so many ups and downs, and we all know that includes our own weight when it comes to making a healthy baby. How much weight did you gain overall? 
Um, with Jacks, I gained 40 pounds. Really? Was that um, more or less or right on to what you were hoping or planning for? Um, well, you know, when you go to the doctor and they put down that little chart and then they, they watch you grow on the chart and you can be either be like above or below the uh-huh. 50 percentile. I was on track the entire way. So, okay. um, so it looked like for me, my height, my weight and everything else, it looked like I was kind of spot on, maybe a little bit high, but, um, but that, that's okay. I knew, you know, I was like, I'm happy. I don't really care what the scale says. I right. just, I want to just feel good and I do. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you were exercising and eating healthy and what, like, what more can you do? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm not going to go on a diet now. Yeah. Like, yep. <laughs> like it is what it is. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like gauge what you're eating and how much and, and to monitor that it's kind of tricky. Like you don't want to under eat and you know, cause you know, like you're not getting anything and you don't even know what baby's getting. So right. it's kind of, you know, it's, yeah, I could see how it's kind of a tricky situation. Yeah. What's the most surprising change that your body made that you liked or didn't like? Um, well, I loved like, okay, this is kind of somewhere. My eyebrow, I have the worst eyebrows out of anything <laughs> I've ever known in my entire life. But when I was pregnant, well, only because like I have hairs that grow in like really weird places on my face. Like mm-hmm. my eyebrow, you would think, ugh, it's just, it's a disaster. <laughs> but when I was pregnant, my eyebrows were perfect. Really? I can't explain it but like I didn't have those weird hairs that like grow like just above your eyelid uh-huh. you know like and like in the middle of your forehead I'm uh-huh. like I don't know that was weird and then um my skin was really 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 clear and so I was I was thrilled about that the only weird thing that happened that I didn't like um I have like those red I don't even know what they're called but there's like they're like little red moles and I have them all over my body but when you're pregnant, I guess, because you have so much blood flow, they fill with more blood. Oh. So they are they get bigger and they're super red. And unfortunately, I had one in the middle of my forehead. And before I was pregnant, it's so tiny. Like, uh-huh. you couldn't even see it. You would need a magnifying glass. But when I was pregnant, that thing blew up. It was so big. I actually went to the dermatologist. I was kind of freaking out. I'm like, is this okay? <laughs> like this thing on my forehead is so massive and uh-huh. it's like this big giant red zit that will not go away. And, um, and she said it, she's like, it's because you're pregnant. And she said, watch when you, after you have the baby, it will go away. And sure enough, it did. Wow. That's crazy. So you didn't like get it taken off or anything. Oh yeah. I cut it off myself and which was a horrible idea because it bled for like two weeks. Straight. Oh my gosh. Ouch. I'm a picker, but it was really, 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 ugly and obnoxious yeah. I just couldn't like I could see it like I could look up with my own eyeballs and I could like see it oh, sticking no. out of my friend so yeah so that that happened so if anyone out there has those little red malls you know exactly what I'm talking about it's like uh-huh. they're kind of like tags yeah yeah they they fill up when you're pregnant they get bigger but they will go away that is good to know that's really good to know <laughs> <laughs> did you work while you were pregnant um, well, I did. I did my Jaxby stuff. I work from home. So that was really, really nice. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. Yeah. Did you work up until you had the baby then? I did. Actually, my partner, it's kind of a funny story. My partner, she was due two weeks before me. And we ran like all these bachelor promo codes. And so we got so busy. And all of a sudden she like disappeared. I'm like, where did you go? And her husband texted me, Oh, we're in the hospital. We're having the baby. And so I was working my, 
booty off for like two weeks straight. And then we ran another code and it was the day I went into labor. And I was actually filling, I was filling a bunch of orders from the sale. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to go to the doctor because I'm not sure, but I think maybe possibly my water had broken like the night before. Because the day before I had had that um, membrane sweep. And then that night... My husband kept waking me up. He's like, did you pee? I'm like, oh, no, like, no, I, I didn't. And I'm like, I'm sweating. Like I'm really hot and really sweaty. And anyways, so the next day I was really busy with work and I was filling all these orders and it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute. Did something, like, did I pee last night? What did end up happening? Cause I was pretty exhausted. And, um, so I just went to the doctor just to check up and see what was going on and turn sure up. They tested it and it was amniotic fluid. So I had like a high tear. But yeah, I mean, I was working that entire day and it just dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I need to go to the doctor. (laughs) Wow. That's crazy. So what, tell me the timeline again of when you did the membrane sweep and then when you went in. So I did the membrane sweep, um, the day before, um, I had the baby Oh no, the day before I went into labor. And so I don't know, that was probably like four o'clock in the afternoon, came home, had dinner, everything was normal, teeny, teeny little bit of cramping, like a teeny bit, Okay. no bleeding. I'm like, okay, this obviously is not going to work because everyone else I talked to, they're like, you're going to bleed, it's going to hurt, and uh, nothing was happening. And so then, you know, my husband and I, we went to bed, and then here's what's funny, and I don't know, is this like TMI? Am I allowed to say that I had sex? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So my my husband, so we had sex because also my doctor was like, have a lot of sex at this (laughs) point. And she's like, and it will speed things along. Uh-huh. So we did. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I thought like I was, you know, at the very end, you like, you're still peeing all the time. And I thought like, maybe like, maybe I did pee a little bit or like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think anything of it. And then my husband kept saying that he kept waking me up and I was like, really, really like, I was just like sweating out. The bed was wet. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, maybe I just have to pee. So then the next morning I woke up, everything was fine. Like Uh I felt totally normal. I was filling all my orders and doing all my work. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, wait a minute. Something was up last night, maybe, but nothing felt abnormal. Like it it didn't feel like that day that I was like peeing or anything, but I'm like, let's just go check. And then sure enough, I went in at like one o'clock in the afternoon and they tested it and they said, yep, it's amniotic fluid. You're like slowly leaking. Oh, gosh. Which I didn't even know was possible. I always thought it was like a big gush. Right. Yeah. That's, but no. That's always you what it is. You have like a high tear and it can like slowly trickle. I was always paranoid about that happening. I was like, how am I going to know? Because I knew it could happen like that. But I mean, like it happened to you, you weren't even sure. You didn't even think about it till the next day. So... Well, I didn't know that was possible. And then unfortunately, like, because there had been so much time in between the the time, you know, the water broke and then um, the time that I actually was admitted to the um, hospital, I had to stay an extra day just so, you know, like, so they could watch, I think it's like sepsis or something. Um, oh. Yeah. It's just, just because of like infection, uh-huh. like higher risk Yeah, for the baby and stuff. So okay. kind of kind of pain. So good to know. Like I, I honestly had no idea there was such a thing that you could just have like a slow trickle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How would you describe your second and last trimesters? Great. Honestly, like, um, 
the middle was great. I was so lucky. I feel like I was the luckiest pregnant person in the world. Like I just, I just felt really good. And like I said, I owe it, I think to working out as much as I did, just like staying active and really busy, not to mention this wasn't my first. So, um, you know, Ben, he has lots of stuff going on, like school, sports, just everything else. I really didn't have a chance to think so much about it anyway. Cause it was just so busy, like with life. Yeah. And, um, so I think that's kind of why like I felt really great. And then the third it was long, very, very long. I was very impatient. Um, I was just so ready to like meet him, you know? And, um, but I mean, other than that, like I felt, I really did feel good. That's awesome. And you did carry him full term, right? You said you're a couple days early. Yeah, we were just four days early. And did it end up being a vaginal or cesarean birth? Uh, he was vaginal. And so was Ben. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how long did you end up being in labor? Um, okay, so I think it was like 15 hours. Jax was 15 hours. Ben was 24. This one was 15. Wow. Um, did, long. Did, yeah, okay. I was going to say, was that long to you? Because that's long to me. <laughs> yeah, I am not a very good person. Um, I do not labor well oh. at all. Yeah. Did you receive pain meds? Um, so with Ben, he was all natural, um, a hundred percent. And then with Jax, it was a very interesting thing. Um, I went in at like four o'clock in the afternoon. They started Pitocin because they had to speed things along. So my water had been broken. Well, I didn't feel a contraction. So this was four o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't feel anything until midnight. Oh my gosh. And they couldn't figure out, they put an internal monitor in and they're like, you should be feeling this. I'm like, I'm not like, I don't know what's going on, but like, it feels like I know I'm having a contraction, you know, I can feel it in my stomach, but like, I don't feel pain. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we upped the Pitocin and then it was kind of a nightmare. Like the contractions were just coming so fast and there was no break. And then boom, it just was uncontrollable. I was vomiting and I was in the tub and it was, it went from like being okay, like, this is great. I know I'm in labor to, oh my God, I feel like I'm dying. And like, what is going on? And like, you know, I, I didn't realize that like vomiting was totally normal. Um, and I did actually have a doula in there with me as well. Um, and she was like, nope, this is totally great. Like you're doing great. And out of nowhere, my contractions went from being just very painful and like causing me to throw up to like, they shifted into my thighs. And when that happened, and mind you, I was always very anti-epidural. Like I just, I am not a fan of needles at all. Mm -hmm. And I have very bad reactions to medication. And I just was like, no, like I am not some tough person that wants to have a natural childbirth. Like I'm just afraid of drugs in okay. general. Yeah. Um, so I was actually begging for an epidural and they're like, mm -hmm. are you sure? Like, I know, you know, they kept saying like, we know you really want natural birth. And I'm like, no, like the contractions were in my legs and it was just the weirdest thing. And, um, so they did the epidural and I didn't know, and this is actually something, maybe I'm just stupid and I didn't do enough, um, homework on the whole epidural thing, but there's narcotic, they could, they put a narcotic in there. Did you know that? Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. I just thought an epidural was like a blocker. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's not like they, you know, they put, um, a narcotic in, in mine, which I have very bad reactions to narcotics. Mm -hmm. 
So anyways, long story short, I was like slightly allergic to the narcotic that they put in there. And so we took it out. So like I had, I had an epidural for like 15 minutes and then I had an allergic reaction. So they had to take it out. So it like didn't, it worked for like maybe 10 minutes or so. And it was amazing. And the pain went away. Uh Um, But then like I couldn't breathe. So they had to take it out and you know, they, they did say like that 10, 15 minutes that I was able to relax, um, caused me to dilate from like four to 10. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Or like enabled me to dilate. So I dilated very, very, very quickly. Um, but they had to pull it just because I was having, um, like some sort of weird allergic reaction to the, uh, fentanyl that was in the epidural. So kind of a drug free, but not really. Like I did have an epidural a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and you said it made it so that you couldn't breathe. That was what the reaction was. Yes. Like my tongue was like massive. Like my tongue felt like it was huge. And I was like, I can't breathe. And, um, I was like itchy. It was just the same, the same reaction that I have when I, if there, if there's ever any kind of narcotic, like I just, I don't take anything for pain. I just, I, my body just doesn't react well to any kind of drug. Um, so I, and I didn't know that that was even in there because had yeah. I known that I just would have been like, okay, well, I guess I'm just stuck without, you know, yeah. without anything. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just have weird reactions to certain, certain, uh, narcotics. Wow. That's crazy. How much did Jack's weigh and measure in length? He was seven pounds, three ounces, and he was 21 inches long. And what day was he born? He was born one fifteen fifteen oh. at six sixteen a.m. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's his full name? His name is Jax Bracy Maynard. So Bracy after my husband. Okay. Is that B R A C Y? Yes. Okay. How did you decide on his first name? Uh, my husband and I just kind of like, we were writing our list. I mean, I thought I was having a girl. So my, my girl list was, I don't know, I had like 30, 40 names. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, look at all these great and wonderful names. And then my boy list had one name and, um, which was just Jack's. And we actually, there's a, there's a restaurant that he and I like to go to and it's called Jax's. Mm-hmm. And that's, he's not, to- he's not at all named after Jax's, but, um, it's just kind of like where we first heard the name. Okay. And then, I don't know, we just kind of like just rolled with it and we just added it to our list and that ended up being the only boy name on our list. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> and my husband was actually, he was um, BJ for Bracey Jr. And so we thought we would do um, Bracey and then have a middle name that started with a J. So Jax could be BJ. But then I just didn't like how Bracey Jack sounded. And so I'm like, let's just switch around and do Jack's Bracey Maynard. Well, then we can call him JB. <laughs> oh, so you will call him JB or you do right now? Well, we, we don't, but I thought that we would oh, have. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we will when he's like in sports. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good nickname. Yeah. Did you decide to breastfeed or bottle feed? Um, I did breastfeed. Actually, I just stopped about a month ago. Um, I ended up getting, I'm not a very good breastfeeder. Like I did, um, with my first, I breastfed him for almost two years and really not a lot of problems. This one was very different. I kept getting mastitis. Oh my gosh. And, and I did get it with Ben. I I did get it a few times with him, but, um, this time it was 
it was insane. I couldn't believe it. I had like 104 fever on Tylenol. Like I feel like I'm going to die or like, it was just, it was nuts. I just couldn't believe like my body felt so toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, and it kept happening, you know, like I didn't just get it once. Like you just, I, I don't know what was going on. Like maybe my pump, I needed a different pump. I really don't know. I just, nursing this time around was very, very difficult. And, and Jax was so hungry and like, I wasn't producing much. And I, you know, I tried all those pills and like changing my diet and like even drink, like they say, like to try like drinking amber beer, which, you know, honestly, like it did work, but it just made my boobs so uncomfortable. I couldn't (laughs) even do it. Mm. But, um, you know, so nursing this time was very, very difficult and we ended up supplementing and, um, for me, like I was kind of like anti-formula, like I just didn't know what was in this stuff. And, yeah. and especially with my first, it's like, no way, she's not having any formula. It's not an option. But with yeah. this one, like, um, you know, I just, I kind of just sat back and I just, you know, I looked at Jess and I was like, you know what, like a happy baby is better than like a hungry baby. And, you know, we started supplementing and he's just, he was such a different kid. You know, he was like, really? he was happier and he was fuller and I felt better and it was way less stressful for us in this situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely wish I could have nursed exclusively much longer, but you know, it just, unfortunately it just didn't happen that way. But you know, Jax was, he was great. We started supplementing and he was totally happy. I'm like, all right, well that's kind of all that matters to me. So yeah, that's, you just have to do what's best for both of you and that's gotta be the priority. Yes. I mean, I definitely had to like, let it go. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause you, you know, you're, when your baby is born, you like, you just have it in your mind that you're just going to nurse and it's going to be easy and that's going to be it. But, um, yeah, honestly, like it just, it wasn't that easy for me this time around. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Um, and so the, like your doctors couldn't really tell you why you kept getting mastitis. I don't know that much about it. All I know is I'm also paranoid about getting that, <laughs> but really, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it hasn't happened to me, but I'm just curious, like they don't, so they don't exactly know why or how to prevent it very well. Well, I mean, you basically just get it from not emptying the ducts all the way or, you know, like feeding on the same side. And that was one issue that we did have nursing, you know, Jack's really liked my left side and that was it. Um, my right was very difficult. He like couldn't latch on. Like I kept trying like the football hold and like Mm -hmm. trying all these different grips and, and it was just, you know, one side just wasn't working. And so I was pumping a lot on that side. Unfortunately, like when you pump, you produce so much more. So it's kind of like that, that weird battle. It's like, I really need a pump because I need to get this out. But if I pump, I know I'm going to make more and then I'm going to get up in the middle of the night and my boobs are going to be engorged. And it's like, ah, it's like this ongoing battle with, like, how do you balance it out, you know, enough? And I just think that I, I don't know, like, I know like heat, like hot compresses or like the shower mm-hmm. definitely helps, but you know, like who the heck has time to stand in a hot shower for like 15, <laughs> 20 minutes when you've got two kids, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I just think I just wasn't emptying them out and not altering correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely recommend, you know, like, having like someone from like the breastfeeding network in your area, like come out and help you. Um, I just, I hate to say like, I just didn't have time to do it, but it was really hard, you know, like just, you know, getting Ben off to school and to can or, you know, to sports and this, that, and the other, it was just like, you know, uh, we just did the best that we could this time around. It was just kind of a busy time, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I understand. But yeah, I don't really know the exact cause. And just, I mean, I know it's just like there's clogged. Yeah. And I think there there is also a difference between like a clogged duct and also mastitis. Like the, the mastitis is the infection. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, there's good enough warning where you're like, okay, I feel like I have a clogged duct. Let's fix this. Um, unfortunately for me, like the first time I got the mastitis, it just, it came out of nowhere. Oh no. How long did it last? Like each time you got it a couple days or a week? Oh yeah. It was a couple of days of just intense. Like you feel like you have the flu, you know, like very shaky and like very, um, like you just want to like, I don't know. It's so weird. Like I remember like laying in bed and I was like kicking my legs. Like it kind of feels like growing pains when Uh you're a kid, you know? And, um, yeah, it's just not a, it's not a good feeling for a couple of days. I mean, once you kind of start the antibiotic, you can tell like that's kicking in and things are getting a little bit better. But, um, I mean, you, you try to not go that route and let it kind of fight itself off. But, mm, uh, yeah, it's, it's a few days of just kind of feeling like a bus ran you over. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's rough. Oh, man, that's too bad. The things we do for our little ones, you know? I know. Yep, yep. So but you, we do it again and again, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. So you said you just barely stopped completely. So he's only on formula and other things now? Yep, right now it's just formula and cereal and you know we're slowly like introducing. We just started at six and a half months. We just started um like vegetables and some fruits and stuff. Oh. Was that because he wasn't really interested or you guys were just wanting to wait till six months? Yeah, like we I, I honestly couldn't remember when I did it with Ben oh. and um our pediatrician was just like, Yeah, there's no need, like just just hang on. Just wait, wait till around like six months. They don't oh. really need that. They don't really need it. Like they're getting everything they need, um, in the formula and everything. So okay. we're like, all right, we'll just, we'll just hold off. And he really didn't seem interested either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did try one time kind of early and he spit it completely. Like he oh. was just like, he was grossed out and he still had that like tongue reflex too, uh-huh. which I guess if they have that, then you're just, you're supposed to wait a little bit longer. So I even so like, although our doctor did say to kind of wait six months, he still honestly like, wasn't really ready before that either. Oh, okay. That's interesting. My yeah. baby is four months. And so we just had her four month appointment and the doctor said, okay, go you can start. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, so that's why I was wondering if like how it was different for you guys. So. Yeah. And a lot of my girlfriends that have kids the same age, you know, are just a little bit older. They all started at four months too. Oh, okay. Okay. So I feel like four months was kind of the norm, you know, when asking around, but yeah, yeah Doc just kind of like, wasn't really into it. Uh-huh. I don't, that's probably not unusual. What would you say was the hardest part about your pregnancy? Um, the hardest part for me, honestly, was just the waiting game. You know, I just, I am a pretty impatient person. Like I, I need, I need to know, you know, like I needed to know like right away, is this going to be a boy or a girl? And I needed to know like right away if everything was a okay. And like, you know, just, I think that's the hardest thing. And for probably like all women, like just waiting, just, you know, that, especially that last trimester, man, it drags. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. What did you love most about it? I loved feeling him move. Like I was obsessed with that. And <laughs> there were so many times where like I didn't feel him and I'd run to my doctor because I lived right down the street and 
And I, I'm sure every time I walked in, they're like, oh, geez, here she comes again, freaking <laughs> out about not feeling the baby. And, um, you know, and then finally one day they, they gave me this whole little uh, trick to do, put the TV remote, like lay flat, drink some cold water and put the TV remote on your belly and you will see him move and you're fine. And so I started to do that. And so like, that was like my nightly thing. I would drink some really cold ice water mm-hmm. and then I would lay down and put the remote on my tummy. Just watching him move was just so much fun. I just loved that. Oh, that was my favorite sweet. part. Yeah, that's really sweet. If you could change one thing about your pregnancy, what would it be? Um, if I could change, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. I, I really, you know, I don't know if I would change anything. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I was happy. I, I didn't have any regrets. I didn't, you know, have any oopsies. Like, shoot, probably shouldn't have eaten that or done that. Or, um, no, it was a good one. I was, I was definitely, I, I was very cautious. Yeah, that's good. Um, can I ask how was it different from your pregnancy with Ben? Well, my pregnancy with Ben was very different. So Ben, I mean, I was 21 years old. Obviously, that was not that was not a planned thing. But and and certainly wouldn't have changed it at all. You know, he changed right. my entire life for the better. But um it was very different. I was 21. I had never held a baby before. I had never changed a diaper. I had never barped a baby. Like I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And um and it was very different. Like I worked, I worked a midnight shift at, you know, a 911 center when I was pregnant. Like I was up all night long wow. and like, I didn't take care of myself. Like I, you know, I was just always on the go and I was working a day job too. And I just, I don't know. Like I, I just, it didn't click into my mind. Like, Hey, you're pregnant. You should probably get some sleep, you know? Um, Cause I was, I was just a kid. I was, I just, I really didn't know. And, um, and I had to learn a lot. I had to read a lot. And I got that book, you know, when I was 21, I got the book, uh, what what to expect when you're expecting. And, and that helped a lot that really, I, I had to educate myself. I didn't have like years of experience with, with children and with other friends who were pregnant or had just recently had a baby. Like now all of my friends are pregnant and like, having babies and like, uh, you know, I feel like everyone, everyone I know has kind of experienced it in some way or another. And, and it was just like the never ending, you know, just crowd of advice and like unsolicited as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, there was never a moment where I was unsure of what to do, but you know, back then I just, I had no clue what was going on. So that's how it was really different. Okay. So would you say, even though you were older this time around, this one was easier for you? Oh, much easier. Okay. Much easier. And I felt like I kind of knew what to expect. Um, it was still very different. And of course I still got very panicky and nervous when I couldn't feel him move, even though I should have looked back and been like, you know what, this is totally normal. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. What's one book app or other resource that you used during your nine months that you found helpful and would recommend to other pregnant women? So with uh, my most recent pregnancy, I ended up using the app called the bump and I think it's by the knot. Um, 
I really liked that one a lot. And it, it kind of reminded me to like stay on track, take a picture, it stored all my pictures all nine months. And um, it was it was kind of cool. I really liked it. And it kind of, you know, it said each week how big your baby is. And it, you know, like fruit wise, which is kind of funny. <laughs> you like go to the grocery store, you're like, uh, my baby is that big, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I really liked that one a lot. I know there's so many apps, but the bump was my fave and it was the only one that I used. Okay, cool. What is one piece of advice you would give to a person who wants to get pregnant or just found out that they're pregnant? Um, I would just, I would tell them, well, both of them to just be patient. Like if it didn't happen yet, be patient. And if you are pregnant, be patient. That's awesome. What are you most excited about next in your life, both personally and professionally? Um, well, personally, I'm very excited to hopefully have another one. Um, we may possibly be trying and hopefully everything, you know, goes smoothly and fingers crossed it happens as easy as it did last time. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to try to try to shoot for one more. And um, and professionally, you know, like my online boutique, hopefully we're going to, you know, I don't know, start with some clothing and just add a little bit more product to our game. And, and it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the whole online biz. Cool. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, well, Renee, before we say goodbye, how can my audience find you? Uh, so everybody can find me. I don't know if anyone's on Instagram. If you are, my name on Instagram is Florida Ray 18. So it's Florida Ray and then one eight, um, on Twitter, it's Renee O'Terry. And then if you feel like shopping some jewelry, it's jacksby.com. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful and private story with us. We learned so much about you. Ladies, you can find pictures of Renee, her beautiful family, and any of the links she shared with us today over on the show notes page at PregnancyPerfect.com slash Renee Maynard, which is R-E-N-E-E-M-A-Y-N-A-R-D. Renee, thanks again for being here. I had such a good time talking with you. Thank you so much. you enjoyed this interview with Renee. I sure was inspired by her healthy pregnancy and took notes for my own next nine month marathon. She and I want to hear from you either through email or on Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts or questions about today's episode. Remember when you visit Renee's show notes page, not only will you get links to all the things we discussed in today's conversation, as well as her social media links so you can connect with her, but you'll also get the exclusive fun facts about her such as her favorite person to follow on Instagram, her guilty pleasures, and much more that are only available there on PregnancyPerfect.com slash Renee Maynard. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend and consider subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. Looking forward to the next bump day where you'll hear another awesome pregnancy story. Until next time, thank you for spending this last hour with me and take care.
This has been a Pregnancy Perfect production. Information and materials contained in this episode are presented for entertainment purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of Pregnancy Perfect and should not be considered facts. For such information in which areas are related to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare problems or diseases or prescribing any medications. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.